This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is another Astros podcast. Now the pitch. Bresnik bunts it right toward the second baseman. Moreland, the first baseman, fields it. Only plays to go to second base. The Astros score another run as Fedorovich crosses home plate. Excellent job by Jake Marisnik to drive in another for the Astros. And that's lined in the center field. Marisnik on his horse going back. Makes the catch on the run. Back to first base goes Benatendi and there are two outs. Jake Marisnik got a great jump on that ball. He impacts a baseball game almost every single time he starts in center field. On defense. Nine balls and eight strikes for Giles who coming into this game hadn't walked anyone all season but a danger of walking two in a row here. 3-1. That's lifted out in the left center, fairly deep. Marisnik on his horse, he's there, makes the catch on the jog, and the inning is over, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros hold on to defeat the Boston Red Sox 4-2 to take the first game of this four-game series. Overall, really good win for the Astros, some timely hitting. A little breakout of sorts for Carlos Correa on the last day of the month. A two-run job, his ninth home run of the year, and the Astros' bullpen knocking it down with shutout relief. Now Jake Marisic, he joins us now from the Astros' dugout, and you had the an RBI, Jake, in that two-run fourth inning when the Astros took the lead for good. And Talk about that play. Was that, that bunt something you did on your own? Uh, I mean, any time you get a situation like that and you kind of survey the field, and uh, I mean, I was able to put it, put it where I wanted it, and... Uh, I mean, Kempe before me got one in, so those are those are crucial runs there, and to be able to kind of generate them in a small ball type of way was great. It's kind of sneaky too, Jake, because a lot of things were going on on the field before that play, and you feel like sometimes you catch guys off guard. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, you get guys thinking about other things, and um, I mean, as a as a hitter, you're just trying to put a put a ball down right there, and um, I mean, make them make them make the play, and uh, we were able to get one across. You, you made some really good catches on in the field tonight. You, you caught the drive by Swihart to end the ball game. Really impressive that catch you had on the on the ball by Mitch Moreland, moving on the crack of the bat uh, with a runner at first base in the eighth inning. Uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of uh, something, something I've taken pride in uh, throughout my career. And, uh, I mean, especially right now when, when offensively, offensively things aren't rolling, I'm able to able to impact the game defensively. And, uh, I mean, I'm going to – I'm going to take that to the best of my ability every time I can. Hey, Jake, there's only one left in the major leagues right now. Knuckleballer Stephen Wright, you guys face today. Give the fans a description of what that's like when you're at the dish and you see that thing wobbling. Uh, you don't really know what it's doing. Uh, <laughs> it does something different every time he throws it. Uh, it's, a, it's a little different experience as a hitter. Uh, you're used to fastballs and sliders and curveballs change up, and that thing has a mind of its own when it's coming at you. Hey, Jake, thanks for joining us. Congratulations on the win. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Great crowd on hand on this Thursday night. Here comes the 3-2 again. That is on the outside corner for strike three. Throws Bradley with a curveball. And that is McCullers' fourth strikeout. And overall, the fastball command was great. 
Get the breaking ball down just enough to get some critical outs in this game. McCullers who are quite a few change ups. Not as many as we've seen him throw in some starts of late. 107 pitches. 1.73 ERA at home this year. He continues to deal at Minute Maid Park. Well, A.J., when I watched Lance McCullers pitch here lately, and it's been the last handful of games where he hasn't had that big swing and miss curveball, I can't help think in the back of my mind when he gets it, He's matured as a pitcher. He'll have three great weapons. He will, and and you know once it's a field pitch for him, and for whatever reason he's had a harder time this year uh, than in the past. But this is probably good for him to be a complete pitcher. He's going to need to use all of his weapons, and we're seeing his fastball. If he if he if he leans on it a little bit with the movement that he has, the changeup's really developed. He's got the curveball when he needs it. It's still about execution for him. Um, so these are these are still development times for him and development topics for him. But he. Um, as he's doing this and as he's learning new ways to pitch, if six innings and two runs or less is your, is your, uh, is your bar, you're doing pretty well for yourself. And I see him changing speeds on his fastball. I'm wondering if he's watching Verlander do that or watch Garrett Cole do that and save something for later in the tank. A little bit. I think he's, he's, he's caught in between execution and power. And yeah. once you can get both, then you become in the class of JV and Cole and, Cole and Max Scherzer and some of the premier power pitchers in our, in our league. But um, I think to execute certain areas of the strike zone, he dials it back a little bit. He does save a little bit for when he needs to lean on it and, and, and push the gas pedal down. So the art of pitching has, has not really changed over the years, but the, the application um, has to happen a little faster nowadays. When you're watching Carlos Correa swing the bat right now. 2-1. And Correa drills this one deep to left field, and you can kiss that one goodbye. Into the Landry's Crawford boxes. A two-run home run for Carlos Correa. And the Astros have a 2-0 lead. Correa's ninth of the year. Turned on a fastball inside corner. Quick hip, stayed back, and sent the barrel flying. He had a tough month of May, and you see a swing like he had in the first inning. That big two-run homer, do you say that's it? Well, I think it. I think in, in a lot of ways it's the pace of the swing is, is what we're looking for. And it didn't look like he was trying to do too much in New York. He was swinging really hard as they were pushing him back off the plate. That's just not – you're not going to be accurate with your bat-to-ball bat skills as often as you are when you're under control. So I, the smoothness of the swing, the, the, the flawless, you know, A to B, as they used to say, just direct to the ball, um, those are things that start to make me feel like he's getting it. But it, um, I like the fact that the next team we play in the, in the advance report is going to yeah. have to mark down that ball that's fastball in. He drove it out of the ballpark to run homer first inning. Um, you can't come in there for free. One player that's uh, on time for the fastball right now is Max Stassi, who had a good road trip, a lot of extra base hits. What's he doing offensively? Um, he's getting good pitches to hit. I think he's, you know, he's he's on a in a in a perfect setup right now with with wh how aggressive he can be, but also how selective he can be. As as he's getting balls that are down in the strike zone, he's he's doing some damage, and he's doing it against some pretty good pitching. So um, the ball down, he's handling the ball up is still something that. Um, that he struggles with, so so don't swing at it. I mean, yeah. it sounds really simple from the side. Chris Sale's going to be throwing 97 miles an hour up today. Yeah. If he can take it, he'll get in a good hitter's count. If not, then he's got a battle. We get pretty excited about these great pitching matchups. Cole and Sale today. With the way that the Astros attacked Chris Sale in the postseason, do you think he'll come uh, with a different attack against you today? He might He might come out a little hot in the first inning and, and not ease into the outing. You know, with a lot of great pitchers, you have to get them early if you're going to get them. We see that with Verlander. We see that with Keiko. We yeah. see that with, with Cole. And, and, and if, you, if, you, if you don't get them early, they settle in. They kind of find their rhythm and sync. They, they generally can pitch pretty well. Now, whether he comes in throwing secondary pitches early and trying to get the swing and miss or 
Um, maybe he comes out 97 to 100 in the first inning as opposed to uh, easing his way into it. He knows this, this team is comfortable facing him in the sense that if we get a good fastball to hit, we can hit it. Um, but, but as we've seen in the last couple of weeks with the Klubers and Carrascos and, and Bowers and Cole and Verlander and Severino, we're, the premier pitching the American League seems to be on our schedule right now. When your guys are facing those really tough pitchers like that, you go in with a game plan. Does something change sometimes in the first or second inning and you guys kind of spread the word like, hey, let's mm-hmm. do something else? Yeah, that's the communication part within the game. When, when you know, As soon as Springer comes back to the dugout, you'll see Altuve and Correa and Gurriel. All these guys go to him and say, what's it look like? What's he doing? Um, by the time that the first time through the order, we know the sequencing. We know how much he's throwing a secondary pitch. Has it changed from the scouting report that we have? Um, they're individualized plans for these guys. Some guys will go up looking soft. Some guys will go up looking fast, uh, fastball, and 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 stay with their plan. And to put together a good game plan, I'm thinking of Garrett Cole, who has both a curveball and a slider. Is that helpful for you guys? It is because it, different swings are, have different different uh, weaknesses when it comes to the secondary pitch. So if those that have both, um, you know, some of us couldn't hit either one, but but sometimes <laughs> those guys, you know, JD Martinez has a little more success versus one versus the other. Yeah. Um, you try to avoid the big, the big mistake. All right, AJ, thanks a lot. Good luck tonight. You guys, Sparky. The Houston Astros Radio Network. 3-1. And Springer drills this one pretty deep to left center field. And you can kiss that one goodbye. Robert Ford. Steve Sparks. This is big boy baseball. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network.